it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 87 of The Yacking Show. This is where we talk about life, business, and more, and we aim to bring you tips and ideas for surviving in a changing world, and the world is certainly changing as we speak. As always, we have interesting guests. Today is no exception, and you've got a bonus today. We have two interesting guests, but it's not my job to introduce the guests. Kathleen does it far better than I do. Before I hand over to her, I just ask you, if you enjoy our show, please subscribe. Hit the subscribe button on YouTube. Orbitshoot, uh, Podbean, wherever you're watching or listening to us, it helps us with the platform and it makes sure that you're advised of our next exciting episode, which will come to you. Enough from me for one day. So Kathleen, welcome. How are you today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you. How are you? Good. Good. Thanks. <laughs> and thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So do please keep them coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. And uh, today we have, in fact, two special guests joining us, and they're both from Roxton Industries. They'll tell us a little bit more about what Roxton Industries is about, but please welcome to the show Michael LaRue and Jamie Pritchard. Jamie is the president of Roxton Industries, and Michael LaRue is the general manager. So welcome, Jamie. Thank you, Kathleen. It's welcome, great Michael. to be here today. Oh, Thank wonderful. You. You, so let's start with you, Jamie. Can you tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, about your background and what led you to, to, uh, to be at Roxton Industries? Well, after <clears throat> spending 35 years in the electronics business um, at various levels from selling products to buying products for retail, back to selling products at wholesale. I decided it was time for a career change in 2018. And um, I had a contact at Roxton Industries, the owner of the company. And I, I thought, you know, this would be a good fit. It's something that's still in selling at a wholesale level, but it's a, a new product category, a new challenge. So I found it very interesting. And it's really you know, selling electronics is great. It's a real commodity. This is a real way to help people. You can help educate people. You can teach them how to stay disinfected and safe. And so you've just, it's a great segue into explaining what Roxton Industries does and the types of products they, um, they produce. So maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, Roxton Industries, um, we were founded as a disinfectant wipe company. Um, the gentleman, Brian Baisley, who started the company, he um, owned a series of gyms and was looking for a better quality product because there wasn't a lot out there at the time. So he developed uh, a product for use in his own locations. And uh, pretty soon other gym owners and, and things said, hey, Brian, can we look at getting into something like this with you? So he started in a little bit bigger way and uh, started wholesaling them out and there the uh, company was born. And from there, uh, we started to expand into other products and more lines, really based on the needs of what our customers were looking for. Excellent, excellent. And Michael, you are originally from South Africa. So tell our audience a little bit more about yourself and how you came to be part of Roxton Industries. Hi, Kathleen, thank you for having us, Peter. Thank you very much. Um, it, is, it is true, I am from South Africa. Uh, a little bit of a southern tip, uh, as close as it possibly can to the beach. 
um, pretty literal. Our house uh, just before coming to Canada was 200 meters away from the beach in the wonderful Western Cape, which is the most beautiful part of uh, South Africa. Don't let anybody else tell you any different. So um, <laughs> I've, I've, I've uh, worked around the world. Um, I'm a business management consultant. Um, it was in 2018 that my wife and I, we were in Saudi Arabia at the time. And uh, my wife and I, we were watching uh, some some TV, TV show of uh, people working in on, on a farm and, and in the snow and that sort of things. And we, we'd always wanted to immigrate um, to the North Americas and uh, thought that, you know, we should probably start putting that plan into action, which is what we did. That was in 2018 and in 2020, um, I'd say, fortunately, even even though it was the onset of the pandemic, uh, my wife and I immigrated to Canada, and uh, it was the process of um, just, you know, moving to a different country and everything that coincides with that. And I saw an opportunity at Roxton Industries that that was um, looking for for a general manager for somebody to to lead a little bit closer to the office and. Um, I suppose the rest is history. They took me on as the general manager. I've been happy working for them since. And yeah, just living the Canadian dream. <laughs> well done. Well done. I'm going to get on to ask Jamie a little bit more about products, but I've got to get back to Michael. What he forgot to tell you in our audience is that not only was the Western Cape the most beautiful province, and I have to agree, even though I never lived there permanently, I've lived further inland and also near the beach in Natal. Western Cape is really beautiful, but it's the home of the South African wine industry. And it produces, and I'm biased, I know, some of the best wines in the world with history going back to the late 1600s when uh, the first settlers from France and <clears throat> Holland took over vines and started the industry. So it's a lovely part of the world. And I was there many times on business, just unfortunately never lived there. So anyway, from my side, as, a, as also a fairly new Canadian, welcome, Jamie. And it's good to have another person from the old country here. So that's it. <laughs> Jamie, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about the products you actually produce? I know it's wipes. Uh, I'm not completely familiar with the manufacturing or distribution or even purpose of wipes, but they're very much in the news now with the coronavirus problems we've got. So tell us a bit more. Yeah, our main wipe is a, uh, it's a wipe that's produced in Canada, which is great. Um, it uh, is Health Canada approved with a drug identity number. Um, it is the, uh, the number one product. We move more of those. We have a real diverse uh, line of customers uh, from gyms, healthcare places, uh, government facilities. We've worked with um, local paramedics. Um, we work with government museums. We've done a little work with the military. So it's it's pretty wide range of products that, uh, I'm sorry, of customers that we work with on the wipes. We also carry some other wipes that are designed like an alcohol-based wipe to wipe your hands. Uh, we offer a hydrogen peroxide wipe for mm -hmm. certain specific industries and things like that. But again, the uh, the main one is our um, Roxton premium quality wipe. And we also do carry a few other product lines. Um, when the pandemic hit, one of the big changes um, were the problem with getting uh, the substrate to produce the wipes. Mm -hmm. The substrate is the cloth material that wipes are made out of. And what was going on at that point in time was the manufacturers were selling almost all of their substrate 
to companies that were making masks. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard to get quality wood pulp product to build wipes. So I realized quite quickly we had to look at, um, you know, a couple other things because we were trying to keep up with our customer demand to keep them safe. So we started to move into things like our foggers that um, basically take a disinfectant, turn it into a fog and you can spray an area quite quickly. So it, uh, it covers a lot of area and really helps, helps keep them safe. So it was really a, a way to augment uh, wipes and help people uh, uh, fight off this virus. Wow, that's that's quite a range of applications. Uh, you know, to the uninitiated, uninitiated like me, when I first spoke to Michael and he said wipes, I thought, well, that's what you're using on babies' bottoms. But it's obviously <laughs> wipes go a lot further than that. So that that that's good to hear. And <clears throat> looking at your website, your Rocks Industries has has gone through some exponential growth in the last couple of years. So what's your secret? How have you done that? I think a lot of it is is really you know we don't look at <clears throat> the people that buy our whites from us, just as customers. We try and work very closely with them. Uh, we work on education programs. We try and produce a lot of videos, you know, on things that people take for granted. Maybe not in the last year. I'm sure a lot of people know how to do a better job, but how to wash your hands. I mean, it's amazing the number of people that don't do a good job, and hopefully they do since the, uh, the pandemic has been in place, but just don't do a good job washing their own hands. I mean, if you're not washing your hands for 30 seconds, you're not doing a jo good job to kill anything. Mm -hmm. You know, whether you're using plain soap and water, hot water, cold water, it's really the amount of time that you're, you're doing it. And so we work hand in hand with uh, everyone and try and be a resource to them uh, as much as, you know, someone that they can buy stuff to. And our clientele really appreciates that. And it gets us closer to them. I mean, so much of what we do is word of mouth because of, uh, you know, really serving people well. I mean, that's the key at Roxton is to make sure that we, you know, make sure our customers are delighted to, uh, to work with us. All right, good. So you, you said that a lot of your business is word of mouth, uh, but you've really had to react given the demands of the pandemic. How, how was it that you were able to react so quickly? Because you needed to act quickly in, in this environment. Well, a lot of it is just really assessing what is out there, what was available to us mm -hmm. and what type of products we could get for our customers. And um, we worked on PPE products to bring in some masks and, and things like that. A lot more hand sanitizer than we had before. Mm -hmm. And then, as I said, the foggers were a, a mainstay that are still doing very well today. I mean, I think that every business uh, should have a fogger. They're great for home use too. They're very easy to use and they will help keep you protect, protected. The uh, chemicals that we uh, use in them are food grade safe so that you don't have to worry about using them in your kitchen and causing any issues. They're pet safe. So I think that we really need to uh, uh, be looking at foggers more, but it was just us reacting and pivoting at a quick, quick moment to, uh, ensure that we had everything for our customers. Now, for those that are listening that have no idea what a fogger is, can you explain? A, a fogger is basically, um, and if you see there's some behind <laughs> me on background. My, my background, um, they're basically uh, an item that you put chemical into the, um, into the hopper of it, uh, the jug, and it basically takes it and kind of turns it into a mist uh -huh. and sprays it out the end 
in very small, very, very small, minute droplets. And then it gets into all the nooks and crannies as you're spraying. Wipes are great, they do a great job, but I mean, this can sometimes get into some areas because it's droplets just falling down. And as they dry themselves, they kill all the germs. Yeah, I, I'd also like to add to that, if you don't mind, Kathleen. Sure. Um, the, 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 the droplet size of the foggers range from anywhere from 10 to 50 micron. And to give you a sort of size comparison, one of your hair follicles would typically be around 300 microns. So mm -hmm. it's a very small particle that allows for much, much better distribution of the product, uh, much more efficient distribution. And in particular, our foggers are also electrostatic. And what that does is it puts a, a, a um, an electric charge to the um, to the droplet itself, mm -hmm. so that when it com when it hits a surface, it wraps around. I don't remember the exact um, mm -hmm. positive versus negative um, ions, how how they attract to a surface, but it's ba basically a magnetic charge. So whatever the surface is, the polar opposite is being applied to the um, to the to the solution, and therefore the solution wraps itself around um, whatever you're busy disinfecting, and in that process it doesn't allow it to run down. Uh, so giving it a proper contact time um, is just really not much better than than a fogger for for that application. Sorry, I had to add that because using a squeegee gun doesn't apply any electrostatic charge and the typical droplet size that you would get out of that is greater than two to 300 micron and therefore you just you're just not getting the same dispersion results interesting mm. thank you yeah <clears throat> i've i've used a fogger <clears throat> for other purposes and and they are really effective at covering everything i i, I know unfortunately it wasn't one of yours but uh, <clears throat> they are very effective I've got a question for Michael now. Um, Jamie mentioned that Roxton Industries, part of the success of Roxton Industries is uh, being having good relations with customers and people. And Michael, you've you've worked all over the world in uh, with lots of different types of people. So, how is Roxton Industries different to your average run-of-the-mill small industrial company? I would say mostly it's because of the work culture, Peter. Um, the work culture in the company is really, really phenomenal. And I'm not saying that because I'm shelling for the company. It's because I can I can prove it on on a daily basis. I mean, I've worked at many companies before, as you've not rightly said, and in different conditions, different owners, different size corporations. But never in any one of them was was there a co-op that would have the same uh, ability to bring up an error and opinion that the owner would listen to. And would would consider as as something to to actually debate. I mean, for example, even on my case, I barbecue every single afternoon. I barbecue at the office. Uh, it's 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 such an amazing uh, working environment. Just that one piece for me because I enjoy fresh cooked food. I don't like packing a, a sandwich. And it's not because I'm the general manager. Uh, the the store packer. Um, has the same authority to use the same barbecue and we don't have to fill up the gas or anything. All of that is done by, um, by the company through the company. Um, apart from that, we get, uh, um, we have uh, gym memberships to a, a, to any time fitness brand, which allows us to go into any, any time, any, any time fitness in the world with our single key mm -hmm. that allows us access to that. And it doesn't cost us anything. Um, 
the the proof in the end of the day, the proof is in the pudding. I mean, we've been we've been fortunate to be awarded, or sorry, um, not awarded, but uh, nominated for two two Chamber of Commerce awards. Um, one being best business of the year under ten, and also the business um, business of the year for health and wellness in the workplace. And it, it it's again, it's an it's a testament to how how the business is run and. Uh, I mean, we deal with co-ops, we deal with senior staff, we deal with middle management, and to to this point, I've I haven't I haven't been in a better business in that regard. Wow, that's really good to hear. And for the I'm going to jump in quick for the benefit of our audience. Um, Michael and I are still struggling to get used to the different version of English that we speak in Canada. So when when Michael sp said filling the barbecue up with gas, he meant with propane, because in <laughs> South Africa, in South Africa, you put petrol in your wood. cars yeah, or wood. Yeah, it would be wood. But as as far as gas goes, gas is used to run propane trucks and petrol is used to run. Of course. So my, my, my apologies. <laughs> no need to apologize, but um, we've, we, I'm sure Michael is the same as me. We've had some interesting uh, misunderstandings since being in Canada on purely on terminology. But, uh, but fortunately, Canadians are really good and understanding people. So we, we excused our little mishaps. Uh, lovely stuff. Well, thanks for that, Michael. So that's really good to hear. Um, it's good to hear we have such a caring industry, uh, local industry. Good. Kathleen, over to you. Well, congratulations um, to Roxton for, for what you've been able to accomplish. My hat's off to you because we do need more employers like Roxton. That, mm -hmm. uh, that culture is so important for people's mental health, for work-life balance, for so many reasons. So kudos to you for that. Jamie, here's a question for you. How does Roxton get um, the message out to the general public? You know, you mentioned earlier again that a lot of your business is word of mouth. But how do, how do you get how, what do you, what do you use in order to get get it out there to the general masses? Well, the one you know the best answer for that is when you asked me earlier about how did we react so fastly to do you know to getting things done. Mm -hmm. If you use traditional media to get it out, you're booking you know things like radio or print advertising or television out. You know a long time in advance. It's mm -hmm. much harder to react quickly to situations. So we rely on social media. We are heavily into Facebook, uh, Google advertising, uh, LinkedIn, all of the ways to that we can reach people quickly. And today, I mean, we can pivot today, do something new, introduce something new and have it out there to the masses. And it's, it's it, I, we believe that that's the key to, uh, Driving, uh, driving our message. Is that Facebook mm -hmm. um, advertising? So the sponsored ads. It's not just posting. It's it's the combination. It's a combination of both. Oh wow! And can I just ask, do you do all that in house, or do you have outside people doing that for you? Yes, it is. It's done in house. We have a, um, a marketing manager, and mm -hmm. uh, we believe heavily in uh, working with the colleges and universities. We have two students in right now as co-ops. Um, mm -hmm. When I say in, they're working from home. Um, we have uh, one from Conestoga College program and one from the University of Waterloo program. And they just started about three weeks ago. Before, Prior to that, we had two other students, both from Conestoga College. So we believe in working with the young people uh, to give them a chance 
to work through the co-op programs because, I mean, one, it's hard for them to get a job with if they don't have an experience when they're done. And two, for us, as Michael said, I mean, we are a very collaborative approach at Rockstein Industries. So, I mean, they come with some great fresh ideas. I mean, uh, and we listen to the entire group's ideas when we're talking about a project. All, all input is equal. I mean, mm-hmm. mine, Michael's, the co-op students, uh, we bring our warehouse staff in. They have ideas and thoughts because they work with the product and see it. So we, we take the whole team approach when we're, when we're working on things. And out of curiosity, has there been one medium that's been more successful than another? So has, have you had seen more success on Facebook than, say, LinkedIn? It really depends what you're doing. I mean, some stuff has been more successful on different mediums, but I wouldn't be able to say that, you know, there's, if we had all the answers, Kathleen, we'd probably uh, be driving a lot more sales. But I mean, it's an ongoing thing. It really, because what, what kind of product you're looking for, you can tailor it to a certain target audience with a certain demographic. So, I mean, it changes all the time depending on, on yeah. what you're working with. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it, uh, just to tie into what Jamie said now, it, even, even if we did have more success using Instagram versus Twitter, as an example, that would be for a specific product. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be for the whole range. So sure. um, uh, we, uh, the way we get our message across is a balance between all five platforms and, and um, therefore it's, it, it's a mix and match between them depending on whether we're running on educational posts for the day or, or whether it's going to be product-based. Yeah, <clears throat> and it needs a lot of experimentation. And there's some surprising facts that come out of a bit of research. For instance, farmers, uh, a lot of farmers use Twitter more than anything else. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't sound right, but it's because it's quick. They can put a tweet out while they're driving their tractor on their, their mobile phone and other farmers do the same. Yeah, there's some big uh, agricultural ba- groups of agricultural farmers, suppliers on Twitter. Yeah. A big, wow. big following, big following of farmers there. Um, Michael, I was going to get onto the personal side with you for a moment. <clears throat> as a South African, you've had the benefit, I know, of working in different countries. So it's not as if you came straight to Canada from South Africa. But um, how easy it has, been, has it been for you as a South African with some international experience to fit into the Canadian culture, both in, in life? We've joked about terminology, and I mean, we can always have laughs about that. But in general, fitting in as a a foreigner in Canada and in business, in the business culture particularly, how have you found it? I think on the business side, it's a lot easier for me than than the cultural side because business is the same, whether mm-hmm. you're applying it in New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Saudi Arabia, or Canada. Businesses, business principles, um, they're, they're pretty much constant. They're the only constant. On the side of the culture, I think it's been a little bit difficult. Uh, I mean, you touched on it a little bit earlier with regards to talking about our, our different use of English and, and what we different terminologies. That's something that's been quite difficult for me simply because I generally go to a country where my English is better than everybody that I speak yeah. to. <laughs> Whereas I come to Canada and I probably sound like this, the village idiot. So <laughs> it's, 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 it is, uh, that's, that's definitely interesting and, and somewhat different. Um, I will say that the, the, the Canadian employees have been the easiest for me to, to um, get into a cohesive group, um, get them to function. They want to learn, especially the co-op students. Um, that's a very fresh 
sort of uh, thing that I've never never had the ability to deal mm -hmm. with because you're dealing with with people that are set in their ways, uh, middle managers or senior management or staff that's been at the company for 10, 15 plus years. And then you try and go in there and affect change and have them adopt the change, which is, you know, resistance to change is the most difficult, the most difficult aspect of my job. Um, so getting into Canada, this is the first company that I've worked at. And so far I've been blessed with people that are, they're sponges, they just absorb the information. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily need to explain something four or five times because their fundamental understanding and background um, is sufficient enough so that they, they they don't have to be taught from scratch. So from a managerial perspective as well as a cultural perspective, it's been interesting, um, but definitely a, a lot more positive than my my uh, history um, with other countries and other cultures. Sure. No, I, I, from my experience, I would agree too. And I'll just add, <clears throat> I found uh, Canadians very, very kind, very polite, very considerate. And uh, I've had to temper my British and Southern African directness because uh, sometimes I'm perceived as being too direct and too harsh yeah. in Canada. So, and that, that's a good, I'm not criticizing. I'm saying that's a good thing. Sometimes I need to have the rough edges smoothed <laughs> off, you know, so. It's an interesting perspective. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you've had a good experience. And Jamie does a lot of smoothing with me. Pardon? Jamie does a lot of smoothing with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, that's that's good. I'm I'm glad you're having a good experience, and and mine has been similar. So that's that's great. Um, Jamie, I think Kathleen wanted to ask you something else before I get carried away. <laughs> So, Jamie, what is the future direction for Roxton Industries? Oh, I think I'd have to give my crystal ball out to answer that precisely. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really we, uh, we work to meet our customers' demands. Um, you know, there, there's products coming down the line uh, with some new technologies that I think will enhance their lives. Um, there will be products that they're asking us for. Um, some everyday products that might not be as exciting, but I mean, we, we want to make sure that we're uh, we're working uh, to what they're looking for, and um, you know, we're we're a company that's in it for the long haul. Though, I mean, there's a lot of companies that have jumped in and they're importing pipes and mm -hmm. you know, uh, flooding the market with stuff that's really poor quality. I mean, we get samples of it all the time just to look at as comparisons. So we really want to work with our customers and bring them good value, good product, and just continue on that, that realm and continue helping to educate them. Because the, the, one of our famous sayings are that there's a big difference between clean and disinfected. Mm -hmm. You can have a super clean home, a super clean office, a super clean restaurant. But if you're not working on a disinfection program, you know, you can have some scary things in there. Sure, sure. Interesting. Yeah. And <clears throat> I, I guess there's a lot of application or a lot of uses that you haven't even come across. And I was telling Michael when we spoke before, I was visiting a dairy farmer and he was uh, expecting an inspection. I think the first one in two years of his, his dairy the next day. So he was cleaning everything and he was cleaning a, a plastic covered door with a wipe. And I said, well, what's that? He said, no, it's a wipe. It's, it's, it's disinfecting and cleaning because it's got a detergent quality. I don't know if it was one of yours or not. And uh, it was doing a wonderful job. He said, there you go. Look, it's clean. It's got all the marks off and it's disinfected all at the same time. So I thought, wow, who would have ever thought of cleaning a, a dairy on a farm with a wipe? But 
There you go. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll take you one further in that. Peter. Yeah. There's, there's wipes available that the dairy farmers use right on the animals themselves Is that before, right? before yeah. they put their equipment onto the, uh, the, the suction equipment, they clean them with a specific wipe. So there's, you know, there's all kinds of wipes. And the last thing I'd like to say about our wipes are they're the commercial grade wipes. They're not the wipes that you're going to buy at a grocery store um, or, or something like that. They are a much better quality wipe. Mm -hmm. They're thicker. They hold the liquid longer, they're more absorbent. And they, they do a much better job. That's great. That's great. We're and, running and, towards, sorry. They're, they're probably in, you know, per, at a per wipe price, more competitive. Yeah, sure, sure. We're running towards the end of our time. So I've got to ask either or both of you or Michael, whoever wants to answer this one, how do people contact you if they want to buy your products or, or find out more? How do they get hold of you? Michael, why don't you take if they that? Want to, perfect. If they, if they want to buy directly from us and not deal with one of our wonderful sales uh, <laughs> sales representatives that are, that are always on the phone, um, they can uh, reach they can reach the business directly at rocksandindustries.ca okay. and it is um, we've got an online store there that will take them through pillar to post from beginning to end um, where they will make their order and uh, choose their, their shipping location. If there's anything that they feel that they would like to purchase more of sometimes specifically because of the pandemic, we've had to place certain restrictions on, on, on products so that we can get more going out to more people as opposed to people hoarding it. Sure. Um, if there is in some particular case where they, they couldn't necessarily get an order through, they can just phone and one of the, the sales reps will be able to help them get that, get that along further. Um, and then we're also on, 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 on the phone. We're available at 855 and uh, then we also have our info email, which is info at roxtonindustries.com. And then my personal email, which is michael at roxtonindustries.com. And that's michael, M-I-H-A-E-L, not E-A-L. And it's something that some people in Canada have gotten wrong. Just for clarity. I don't know, Jamie, do you want your, um, your email address public? Sure, absolutely. Uh, happy to talk to anybody always. It's, okay, uh, so it's Jamie. It's Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, yeah. at roxtonindustries.com. Okay, so just for clarity, the website is .ca, Canadian registration, but the email is on, an, on a .com website, correct? That is correct. Okay. Got it. I got it. And they can use the same contact details if they're trying to find more about more out about products that would be suitable for their application. Correct? Uh, Absolutely. Exactly. We always okay. love suggestions too. Good. That's enough from me. So I'm going to hand back to Kathleen. Great. Thank you so much, Michael and Jamie, for joining us today from Roxton Industries. We really appreciated your time with us. And thank you all so very much for tuning into our show. We so appreciate you and we love reading your comments. So again, please keep them coming. And if anyone out there is interested in being a guest on the show, please don't hesitate to reach out to either Peter or myself. Until next time, bye-bye everyone. Mm -hmm.